Broadcasting live around the globe from San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas, this is Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, and I will be presenting reports and evidence of some of the most astonishing paranormal claims. I'm joined by my co-host, Renee Rodriguez, and our director and producer, Miguel Cantu, who'll be monitoring the chat room and phone line. We have a fantastic show for you tonight that will open your minds to the infinite possibilities to explain our universe. Get comfortable and prepare yourself for the best paranormal show in the world. This is Paranormal Analytical. Welcome, everybody, to Paranormal Analytical. My name is Eddie Hill. I'll be your host. I also have my co-host, Renee Rodriguez, and we have my other co-host, Dylan Holliday. Howdy, y'all. Hello, everyone. And we have a really, really cool show for you guys tonight. Can't wait to get into it, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's one of those where you all are going to want to call in. I guarantee you're going to want to call in and I'll be putting in the call in number here before too long. So y'all can call in just a little while, but first, because this is such an interesting topic, we had, uh, Dylan go out and he did a lot of research on this topic concerning the Philadelphia experiment. Now, Dylan, you put together a ton of pages and I know you're going to be trying to debunk this thing. And I'm going to be playing devil's advocate. Renee, I think you're going to kind of probably be on more on my side on this thing. But uh, uh, we'll see I'm, once I'm Dylan puts all his evidence it. out. It's it's all, all the research that I've done, too. It's it's very bizarre. And, you know, like anything else that's secret, we will n at least most of us like civilians are not going to know the whole truth. We can speculate all day, but uh, I don't know. Still, I'm still kind of iffy about it. Yeah, I am too. And uh, Dylan, why don't you dive into this thing? Tell everybody what this is about, what you're going to be doing, what we're going to be doing, and let's try and get to the bottom of this whole topic. Well, today we're going to be talking about the Philadelphia Experiment. It was nicknamed, supposedly, Operation Rainbow. 
Okay. So before I dive into everything, I would just like to say everything is alleged. Um, and also, I would also like to say, if you haven't already, please go vote in our poll right now and tell us if you think this actually did or did not happen. We'll be reading the results of the poll at the end of the show. So to hop right into it. The Philadelphia Experiment basically says that in the middle of 1943, the United States invented a new type of ship. It was called a destroyer escort. The ships... Um, the ships were created to combat with the German U-boats, also known as submarines. The destroyer escort was a smaller uh, and, and slower ship than your normal destroyer ship, uh, but it was better at maneuvering. Okay. People who believe in the Philadelphia experiment also believe that these ships were supposed to be invisible. Okay. Allegedly, Einstein and Nikola Tesla uh, both worked on this cloaking ability. Now, <clears throat> Albert Einstein at this time is proven to have worked for the United States Navy, okay, which validifies just a little bit more, okay? So basically how the cloaking is made is it's made possible by the bending of light inside of a magnetic fog, okay? So Nikola Tesla and Albert Einstein came together with uh, came up with this equation and a way to create this magnetic field that could make a ship invisible to radar. Okay. According to L. Bielik, who claims to have been on the scientific team, he claims that it pretty much blew all expectations out of the water because not only was it invisible on the radars, it was invisible to the human eye, and the ship disappeared. Okay. Now, some say that the test took place on July, in July of 1943, while others say it was in October of 1943. Okay, so let's get more into it. The, gener the generators are said to be turned, uh, turned on, and they cover the ship with an electric field um, some of it, some of the supposed witnesses describe it as a green, fiery fog. The ship then supposedly goes invisible to both radars and eyes. Um, the supposed scientists um, pretty much, like I said, that this blew their expectations. Now there is a supposed witness to all this, named Carlos Miguel Allende. He claims to have even been able to touch the fog, okay? Allende, Allende went on to claim that the ship not only went invisible, but also teleported to a naval base in Virginia 300 miles away. Then it reappeared back in Philadelphia unscathed. However, the crew were not unscathed. Men were molecularly, man, molecularly bonded with the ship. Some went invisible, some even caught fire. Um, this is all according to the seaman and dock worker, Carlos Allende. Okay. Um, skeptics believe that Allende made it all up, um, simply recalling the story of the man without a body, which was written by Ed Mitchell and in 1877. It was the first story ever of teleportation, and in the story, a man is separated from his head when his teleportation device 
uh, malfunctions. Al Bielik claims that two bodies um, were near death and buried in steel. Two more were standing upright in a bulkhead. And one more was buried up to his wrists. Other members of the crew were simply missing. The remainder of the crew um, had very bad nerve damage, and many of them were supposedly institutionalized, and their families were told that they were either killed in action or missing in action. That's all according to Al Bielik, who is the, one of the supposed scientists. Um, Bielik also claims that some of the men went through something that he calls freezing, which is going in and out of invisibility. Alente claims to have witnessed this at a bar when some of the sailors got into a fight. He said they just vanished right, right in front of his eyes. Okay. After this massive failure, all future plans were canceled and the ship's logs are said to be, have been tampered with. So it doesn't show that the ship was in Philadelphia at all. The witnesses were also forced to sign oaths of secrecy. Allende never had to sign the oath of secrecy because the, they didn't know that he had seen it as he was from a different dock. Okay. The plot thickens, however. In 1955, 12 years after the experiment was done, Morris K. Jessup, who was a scientist and one of the first investigators of alien life, had written a book, The Case for the UFO. Two Navy officers began an unofficial search for alien life. Their names were Lieutenant George Hoover and Captain Sidney Sherby. A strange package was sent to the Office of Naval Research uh, that piqued their interest. It's a copy of the case for the UFO. However, it's heavily annotated by what seems like three separate beings. There was no return address, and the postage, the postage stamp was from Seminole, Texas, and Happy Easter was written on the envelope. The annotator, the annotators seem to be, quote, from someplace off the earth, end quote. They talk about how UFOs travel and the behaviors of creatures who man the UFOs. They also speak of a secret experiment done in the U.S. in World War II involving an invisible ship. Um... This source says that it happened in October, not July. Okay. This annotation is the first time that the Philadelphia experiment is ever mentioned. So this opened up the, the portal, if you will, to the whole can of worms that we're about to enter. Okay. Hoover and Sherby summoned Jessup because he was the author of the book. Um, and Jessup recognized the writing from letters that he received from none other than supposed witness Carlos Allende. Jessup said that he thought the man was a, quote, crackpot, end quote, meaning he thought he was a crazy person, okay? Um, Jessup supposedly went on to research the Philadelphia experiment, and from here, there's two separate stories of what supposedly happened. One states that he didn't find much at all, and that that was the end of that. The other states that he made a breakthrough in 1959 and was going to share it with Dr. Um, Mason Valentine. Supposedly, they were to meet April 20th, 
1959 to discuss his findings. However, that same day, Jessup's car is found with a tube running from the exhaust to the inside of the car. The engine is still on, and Jessup com supposedly committed suicide. Okay. So, go ahead. Some believe that it was murder, um, and others believe that it was suicide due to Jessup's recent divorce that was very bitter. He also had been having horrible book sales. Um, Carlos Allende, while this is happening, is still writing to everyone, um, yet no one can find him. He was always on the move. He was very nomadic. He never stayed in one place. The Navy admitted that the, the name Rainbow was used as code, but they said it was not for the Philadelphia experiment. It was a nickname for the Axis powers, Italy, Germany, and Japan. Okay. Um, many imposters of Allende come forward, but none of them were the real deal. Some believe that Allende got bitter after this, uh, because everyone was making money off of his story. Everyone was writing stories at this point about the Philadelphia experiment, about the these findings, about these alien annotators. Um, so, 26 years after the experiment supposedly occurred, Allende comes forward to say it was all a hoax. He was quoted saying, it was the wildest pack of lies I've ever written. End quote. In 1975, 32 years after the Philadelphia experiment, The Bermuda Triangle by Charles Berwitz comes out. Within the book, he speaks of boats and planes going missing. He also brings up the Philadelphia experiment. In 1979, Berwitz and William Moore uh, jumpstart conversation by writing Philadelphia Experiment Project Invisibility. Allende then retracts his confession of a hoax. Okay. It was at this time, to more, Allende releases the name of the ship. DE-173, the USS Eldridge. It finally has a name. Moore and Berlitz then find members of the crew. Crewman William Vanna Allen states, It never went to Philadelphia. Okay, he says, we were on the ship. The ship never went to Philadelphia. Another crew member, Ed Tempenny, said, if there was a scuttlebub about a secret, I would have known about it. Okay. So these are two of the crew members that are debunking what had happened. Because the crew denied this happening, the authors believe... Um, the authors believe that it was before the commission of the ship. Okay. The crewmates rebut that by saying that they were on the ship from construction to combat. Okay. In 1980, the plot thickens even more. As Carlos Allende is outed as actually being Carl Meredith Allen. When he was a child, he would commonly buy a book, annotate it, and send it to someone he thought would be interested in it. In 1980, Robert Gowerman, the man who outed Allende, does an article um, for Fate magazine debunking everything that had happened. Okay. 
Alunde and many others believe, or Alunde and many believers then started sending threats. Okay. In 1994, Alunde dies. So how does everyone feel so far? I'm sorry, say that again? What was your question? In 1994, a London dies. So as of right now, how does everyone feel about the story? Is it pretty solid or no? Not even. There's a lot of holes in it as far as that goes. There, there's a lot of different dates, a lot of different places, a lot of different people saying different things, um, which in a lot of ways is how a conspiracy theory gets started. Now, the problem is, do... We think the government has the ability to create that or use back-engineered craft or whatever the case may be and have that technology in order to do this kind of an experiment. you got to remember that they were using not only Albert Einstein, but Nikola Tesla as well. So these are two of the greatest minds in the world that were supposedly working with the U.S. military to create this project. Wait, what were you saying about the uh, back engineering? I said, you know, the possibility of them doing that with using back engineering of maybe captured alien spacecraft is a big possibility as well. I don't think any of that was brought up about back engineering. Uh, I thought what he said, what he mentioned was just. No, 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 no. None of that was none of that was brought up. Uh, what is brought up in into the whole thing, though, is the fact that Nicholas Tesla and also Albert Einstein were a part of this project. Mm -hmm. So because of that, those are two great minds working on this project that really know how to handle electricity, especially Tesla, you know, but also with the possibility of the U.S. military using back engineer type craft to be able to help design this sort of a cloaking device on a, on a battleship you know, is a possibility. Uh, there's there's a remote possibility, uh, but uh, none of the documents I've ever read where it said anything about any, any kind of back engineering with with uh, with spacecraft. No, that's just theory. That. That's just theory. Okay, now now Sue wants to know what your view is on this, Dylan. But I think you want to wait a little bit to get into that. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll get into my we'll get into my thought. I would like to say, Eddie, that something else that kind of helps my case so this is also answering sue that it didn't happen is they're claiming that the, the the math portion of what cloaked the ship was an unfish finished unified field unified field theory that einstein came up with so it wasn't even finished some people say well that's why it didn't work properly and some people say well that proves that it didn't happen at all so you can take that however you'd like to take that. Um, but I will chug along here. <clears throat> so in 1994, Alunde died. In 1996, mind you, we're 53 years after the Philadelphia experiment supposedly happened. Um, the ship, now stationed in Greece which has been stationed in Greece since 1955, then goes missing. Okay. The Greek lost track of the ship. So, the ship was renamed the Leon and was found months later at a scrapyard in Crete. Okay. 
Fittingly, the ship's last appearance is in Playboy magazine before it is scrapped in 1999. Hey, it made it there. It made it there. It's got to be true. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh, I don't know still, who. I, I'd really like to know who read that article though in Playboy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure most people weren't reading. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so there's still two questions that are unanswered. Okay, number one is why was the Navy so interested in the research if it never took place, and number two, why would Jessup take his life at the same time he was going to release his findings? So maybe he I'm didn't. Now... Go ahead, Eddie. I said maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. So now we're going to get into me debunking systematically everything. Okay. <laughs> A side conspiracy states that Nikola Tesla was also killed after being warned about going on with the experiment. Supposedly, Tesla didn't want to use live humans on the ship but einstein and the navy told him the experiment was going to go on okay so here's my stance it's all a hoax i think that alende purposely wanted to create a hoax in hopes of becoming rich we know he used to annotate books and send them to people he thought would be interested um <clears throat> We know that he was interested in naval experiments and aliens and things like that, okay? But who more was going to be interested in a secret naval operation than the Navy themselves? So that's where you would send it. That's where you would send your annotated book about a, a secret Navy operation, correct? Okay. So he probably just figured <laughs> that the Naval Office would reward him somehow with this information. Instead of searching uh, for the sender, they went to the author, who debunked the idea that it was three alien annotators. He probably had no idea that they were going to reach out to Jessup, but because he was sending letters to everybody and their mother and annotated books to everybody and their mother, Jessup saw his writing and said, Oh, I know who wrote this. When other people started making money off the hoax, he decided to come forward and say it was all a lie because he didn't want people making money off of the lie he started. Well, if it was a lie he started, why didn't he want to try and make money off of it right at the beginning? Oversaturation. You, at this point, this was already oversaturated. Everybody had already been talking about it. Several books had already been written by actual authors, and he's a nobody who just likes to write annotations in books in his basement and send them to people okay in 1979 when Berlitz and Moore wrote the Philadelphia experiment project invisibility Allende most likely was promised some type of money or compensation to re you know to recant his statement because if he were to recant his statement and then they release this book business going to be more booming than ever because it's going to make the headlines. Okay. I don't think there was a coincidence that the book was released, he recanted the hoax statement, and and this was the first time that the ship was given a name. In my opinion, it was because they knew the information the more information that was released, 
the better the book sales would be. I, I think that the authors, like many others, however, honestly believe Alande's claim. Okay. When the crew members debunk the story, the authors came up with another story because they wanted to believe. So many times you see this, where people, people are debunked, and then they come up with another explanation because they want to believe so hard. Okay. After the, after, um, the crew debunked that story, everything went silent. As for the two unanswered questions, the Navy as a whole wasn't interested. There were two men that were interested. And they were interested simply because it had to do with something they were interested in, which was aliens, alien life, and a secret naval experiment that could have happened right under their noses. Okay. Lastly, I don't think Jessup did any research. I think that he thought Alunde was truly insane. And why would he feed into that? Why would he feed into a man that he called a crackpot? Um, he was sad after his heart was broken, and he killed himself. Well, that's a pretty crappy way of killing yourself. I, but at the time, I mean, come on. You, you shoot yourself, or you take, you know, you overdose, or you, you know, fill your car with... But come, that's another thing, though. So you're telling me that someone's going to allow... He's going to allow someone to take a hose... Okay, run it from his exhaust into his car, and he's going to be okay with that? Uh, maybe if you were held at gunpoint. Yeah, but as soon as they leave, you're going to get out of that car. And if they don't leave, I feel like you're still going to put up a fight. Because either way, it's death. You know, we've heard, we've heard of supposed suicides this way. There's been, there's been plenty of cases where people have committed suicide this way. Uh, by by exhaust, but that's that's got to be a horrible way to kill yourself. It's oh, got to sure, be a, a horrible choking, horrible way to die. I can't imagine oh, yeah. why anybody would do that to do that to themselves. There are easier ways of doing, you know, of killing yourself than breathing well, exhaust. Exactly. Um, but I really do think that he he just believed this was the end of his life. He 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 was just divorced. They claim that this was like a, a really bitter divorce, like this really hit hard. And then on top of that, all the success that he had was falling flat because nobody was reading his books anymore. Nobody was interested in UFOs anymore, which is kind of hard to believe because everybody and their mother's written a book about aliens or UFOs or, you know, something extraterrestrial. So What's most interesting, of these books were about extraterrestrials? I mean, these other books? Yeah, that was what he, his field was. He was a scientist and one of the first um, extraterrestrial researchers. He was one of the first people that really backed the idea of another life or an out side of earth life form um and 